the usual number of parked cars. Then there was a movement in the shadows by the garden railings opposite the house, and the woman was there again. Old-fashioned trilby hat, what looked like a Burberry trench coat and a skirt beneath, reaching to the ankles. She stood there in the light of a lamp, looking across at the house, then slipped back into the shadows, an elusive figure. Chavas drew the curtains, switched on the other lights, and picked up the phone. He called through to the basement flat where Earl Jackson, his official driver from the Ministry of Defense, lived with his wife, Lucy, who acted as cook and housekeeper. Jackson's voice had a hard, cockney edge to it. What can I do for you, Sir Paul? Chavas winced. He still couldn't get used to the title, which was hardly surprising, for he had only been knighted by the Queen a week previously. Listen, Earl, there's a strange woman lurking around in the shadows opposite. Wears an old Trilby hat, Burberry, skirt down to the ankles. Could be a bag lady, but it's the third night running that I've seen her. Somehow I get a funny feeling. That's why you're still here, Jackson said. I'll check her out. Take it easy, Chavas told him. Send Lucy to the corner shop and she can have a look on the way. Less obvious. Leave it with me, Jackson said. Are we going out? Well, I need to eat. Let's make it the Garrick. I'll be ready at seven. He shaved first, an old habit, showered afterwards, then toweled himself vigorously. He paused to touch the scar of the bullet wound on the left shoulder, then ran his finger across a similar scar on his chest on the right side, with the six-inch line below it where a very dangerous young woman had tried to gut him with a knife more years ago than he cared to remember. He slipped the towel round his waist and combed his hair, white at the temples now, but still dark, though not as dark as the eyes, in a handsome, rather aristocratic face. The high cheekbones were a legacy of his Breton father, the slightly world-weary look of a man who had seen too much of the dark side of life. "'Still not bad for sixty-five, old stick,' he said softly. "'Only what comes now? D-Day tomorrow.' It was his private and not very funny joke, for the D stood for disposal, and on the following day he was retiring from the Bureau, that most elusive of all sections of the British Secret Intelligence Service. Forty years, twenty as a field agent, another twenty as chief after his old boss had died. Not that it had turned out to be the usual kind of desk job, not with the Irish troubles. So now it was all over, he told himself as he dressed quickly in soft white shirt and an easy-fitting suit by Armani in dark blue. No more passion, no more action by night, he thought as he knotted his tie, and no woman in his life to fall back on, although there had always been plenty available. The trouble was that the only one he had truly loved had died far too early and far too brutally. Even the revenge he had exacted had failed to take away the bitter taste. Yes, there had been women in his life, but never another he had wanted to marry. He went into the drawing room and picked up the phone. I'm on my way, Earl. I'll be ready, Sir Paul. Chavas pulled on a navy blue raincoat, switched off the lights, and went downstairs. Earl Jackson was black a fact which had given him no trouble at all with the more racist elements in the British Army, where he had served in both one para and the SAS, mainly because he was six feet four in height and still a trim fifteen stone, in spite of being forty-four years of age. He'd earned a Distinguished Conduct Medal in the Falklands, 
and he and his wife Lucy had been with Shavas for ten years now. It had started to rain, and when Shavas opened the front door he found him waiting with a raised umbrella, very smart in grey uniform and peaked cap. As they went down the steps to the Jaguar, Shavas glanced across at the garden. There was a slight movement in the shadows. Still there? He certainly is, Jackson told him, and opened the passenger door at the front, for Shavas always sat next to him. You mean it's a man? Shavas said as he got in. Jackson shut the door, put the umbrella down, went round the car and slid behind the wheel. But no ordinary man. He started the engine. Lucy says he's sort of Chinese. Jackson drove away and Shavas said, What does she mean by sort of? She says there's something different about him. Not really like any Chinese she knows and quite different from those Thais and Koreans you see in their restaurants. Shavas nodded.